at some point you're not like going to be able to see the amount of women that are sure. in the room. You, they, the amount of women that are, are doing things actively to you will block your view yeah, of the rest Cameron, of the women. Yeah, but these are all potential fans. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Cameron's, Cameron's in networking like, yeah, mode. They're going to come to my show yeah. as well, right? I feel like if it was infinite, that's just asking for death because then like, there's so many women in the room, it's going to like crush you to death. But no, what but a way that's to the go. thing. Most <laughs> you get it. What a way to yeah, go. dying of a bunch of women who will. I was just going to fucking hang myself in my bedroom, and if I'm going to get crushed by hundreds of beautiful <laughs> naked women, fuck yes. That ain't no way to go. Back, ladies and gentlemen, two brief interviews with hideous men. I am your host, as always. My name is Jez Watts. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Infinite Jez. Check me out on Facebook at Infinite Jez. Go to my website, Infinite Jez, uh, and Instagram. Yeah, Instagram also at Infinite Jez. Uh, I nobody else wants Infinite Jez because it's too odd and specific a reference. Like in te- in ten years' time. Uh, when I no longer have anything to do with a, a weekly comedy room called Infinite Jest, it will make no sense that every uh, social media link I have is Infinite Jest. But right now, I like the ref. I like this pretty sweet little ref. Uh, anyway, hello. Hello. Welcome back to, to the podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, this, is a, this is a fun episode. It is uh, funny. Uh, it's, uh, we, we recorded for like an hour and 10 minutes and I've given you guys like 32 and a half minutes from the middle because the start of it was very interesting and engaging for ages. And then the end of it was very interesting and engaging, but the middle was just super funny and it felt odd. It felt like, I felt like I'd, I'd kind of cut a podcast. Like when I was listening back to it, I was like, it feels like I've like cut a funny podcast into the middle of a not a serious conversation, uh, but I don't know, just, just like a, just like a, a really earnest conversation about things. So like that's gone. All earnestitude has been, uh, has been culled, uh, from the episode. So it is just funniness. Uh, we have, uh, we're joined, I think f- I'm pretty sure for the first time by, uh, a really good, great local comedian, one of the best guys, uh, based in Perth, uh, Matt Stora. Uh, and, uh, it was nice to have him on. Uh, and also, uh, series regulars, uh, the recurring roles of uh, of Glenn Grimwood and Rory Machel. So uh, if if you like those guys, you should like the episode because they were both on point. Uh, oh man, last night I saw Bert Kreischer, and that guy is a fucking crusher. Like Kreischer's a crusher. Like dude, so so good. Like this is the first time he's ever come to Australia. Perth was his first leg. Uh, on the tour, and he just fucking slayed it, man. Like he's so, so good. Like I, uh, I, I like know of him. Like I knew of him. Uh, I learned of him like a couple of years ago. Like because uh, uh, there was an episode of uh, Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, uh, which is a very popular podcast, uh, where uh, he um, he uh, he broke down his first album. Like he, he sort of like did a track by track and sort of talked about how these th- how these bits got developed and then sort of how the album hang together all kinds of just really interesting stuff to, you know for for a younger comedian uh and then he, he decided oh, i'll have other comics on to talk about their first albums booked in bert to do it who's friends with who's a, who's a great comic uh and uh, then listened to the album 
just like prep for the uh, for the for the podcast, and he was like, "Oh, this album." is actually dog shit. Like, well, how am I going to do a podcast with Bert about this? Like, does he know that this album is bad? Uh, and then Bert came in. It says that he, he did know. He, he he did absolutely know that it was dog shit. Like, he just, he, he didn't put out an album. He didn't put out his first album because he was like, I'm ready. He put out his first album because he's like, I need fucking money. I need merch to sell. And so he recorded this, like, too early in his career. Like, I think it was like five years into his career. Uh, and then, uh, and then you know, you sell it at gigs and whatnot. And I guess that works out well. But... Now there's this thing on record where it's like a bunch of crowd work to fill time clearly, and it's it's just not great because it's not a, a very it's not a fully developed comedian's album. Uh, but it's super interesting to sort of uh, learn all these mistakes that he had made, or, 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 or you know, you know, errors in in judgment in terms of how the bit is done, or, or how how the performance is done, or, or how the album was structured, or whatever. Um, and I was very grateful for that. And then I actually I've never seen him do stand-up like recorded or anything i think i might i might have seen like a, a story he delivered on like this is not happening and i was like and it was good um but uh then i saw he was coming to perth uh thank you very much to the promoters for uh the free tickets uh that we got uh slightly less thank you for not uh booking me to support him uh, i got to the shortlist and that's that's more sad than not getting on the shortlist at all because I I I got close enough uh, to the to opening for him that I believed it would happen uh, and you know if I'd never been if I'd never been in contention there would have been nothing to be sad about because he's just he's a fucking phenomenal comic and I would have loved to to probably hang out with him. I mean he was super, super nice. Like he was hanging out after the show getting photos of everybody. But I just feel I just feel kinda gross like getting like sort of fanboying over uh, a comic. Even if you know I am a fan, um I I just kind of I kinda of feel like you know, I don't want to be like a shit pig audience member or whatever. Like <laughs> I mean obviously audience members are great. Uh, we could do comedy without uh, audience, but it it just feels odd. It feels it feels um, some so too unbalanced or, or a power dynamic to to speak to a, a really high level comic like I guess at this stage in, in your career, uh, like early on. Uh, it, it, I'm never comfortable doing it, so I never get photos or anything uh, with a comic with like even big people I've opened for. Like I've never got photos with them which I regret because now I don't have any kind of record of, of even meeting them, let alone like, you know, working with them and stuff. And, but ah, it feels gross. It feels gross, but he was really nice. And like, you know, like waited around for, you know, hundreds of people to get photos with him. Uh, uh, super, super friendly guy. Turns out like, cause they went to like a local, a local pub in, in Perth, um, like near the gig. Turns out like, cause I was almost going to go, um, and then I was like, ah, you know what? Well, he said he's only going for one drink anyway. I don't want to fanboy out. I've I'd already said, you know, great set. And, you know, maybe that's just a good interaction. Uh, so I just went home uh, with uh, my buddy Glenn, who I'd seen the show with. Uh, and then I found the next day fucking Joe Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, were just fucking there also. Like, they had just flown down with Bert, and they're doing the whole tour with him, just hanging out. And what a fucking idiot am I that I didn't go to this bar? It's stupid. I'm a stupid, stupid boy. Uh, but I was very impressed to see, uh, Crash's set. Like, uh, this is a difference between someone who's like really experienced and, and a much less experienced comic is at one point he, uh, 
Crusher got an applause break. Like someone, uh, somebody laughed in the crowd, like weird. I like, had like a weird laugh, and he just sort of looked over at them with, and made like a very subtle facial expression. Oh, I hope you can't hear these helicopters right now, or, or whatever they are. Jesus Christ, what is happening outside? It sounds like the apocalypse. Um, but uh, he, like he looked over, had this very subtle facial expression, didn't say anything. And got an applause break. And, like, that, man, to get an applause break over just just a facial expression as something that's just happened randomly. And, like, you don't even use words. Like, damn, that is impressive. So, uh, I, he does a podcast as well. Uh, I think it's called The Burtcast. But check him out on YouTube or whatever. I'm pretty sure his, uh, his special, The Machine, is uh, up on YouTube. Like, he is funny as fuck. I have not watched the special yet because I wanted to go in cold. Uh, to see him live, sort of, uh, for the first time, because it's so much better seeing comedy live than something recorded. But I'm going to go and watch that now. Like, that's that's great. Uh, anyway, this is pretty much the intro. Uh, I don't know if I already have said this. I may have, but, you know, check out my social medias, at Infinite Jazz. Uh, give us a, shoot us a review or and a rating on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, it really does help. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, that is awesome. And, you know, tell a friend if you have a friend that you think might like the kind of fuck shit that we always talk about uh, on here. Uh, anyway, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Uh, I don't know how much of this background noise is making it through the mic. I hope not very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Brief Interviews with Hideous Man, episode 30, Infinity Orgy. Uh, fascinating listening. You guys this new podcast called Serial? It's great. Yeah, she was just repping that podcast that whole time. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, I think she Who might. Who comes to like a like a fucking a small time podcast going is like, hey, you know what podcast? Have you heard of the most successful podcast in the world? One in the world. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, all of being like, "Oh, you had a rove. Mm. He's pretty good. <laughs> you get him on." <laughs> So, uh, so Matt, what were we, what we talking about? Because we got so really interrupted by your fans. Yeah, that's all right. Sorry about that. That happens about all the time. Starters? Yeah, all right. Okay, so here's my... Would you rather watch Matt's story be complimented in front of you after you were on stage all night, or... Yeah, after I had a very <laughs> average set as well. Like, yeah, uh, you didn't have... You were, yeah. It wasn't like a perla, that's for sure. It wasn't bad. Oh, it wasn't bad. I didn't feel bad about it. The crowd was still settling all that. I mean, you're still mm. very good other places. They probably recognize you there as well. Yeah, well, they did. Oh, I wasn't there for the conversation. Yeah, no, they did. I left thinking they'll be gone by the time I got back. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were going strong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, would you rather? Okay, it's not a would you rather. It's it's more complex than that. Uh, mm-hmm. Would oh, you want to or not? <laughs> this, this, and it comes with the risk Josh of sounding... Thou. It comes with the risk of sounding slightly misogynistic. Well, this is the Especially podcast. Would you rather be a Okay, no, you know what? I'll start with this one. <laughs> I'll start with this. This one's better. All right. So, you get to leap into the future... As far as you want, like literally, snap of a finger, you can go. You can go a thousand years, a million years. Can you, I come back? No, Ooh. it's a one-way trip. You cannot go in the space of your own lifetime. So you have to go roughly after you'd be around eighty. So you know where you, when, when you were born, plus eighty is like your minimum year. So you can go right after the end of your life, and it would be very different. I think. Uh, but you'd probably still be at a... Or you can go like 300, 400 the, years in the future like a, if you You'd want. be like a dumb monkey to the people around. Like, think about the people who were around 100 years ago. 
Mm. Uh, and I think, yeah, like, oh, do you have more? But do you really you think they'd be like, a hundred years ago, like someone from 1917 could probably still pick up what was going on? Like they Dude, just, there's phones everywhere. Yeah, but how there's long? the internet. But they you, have no idea yeah, how to you, do anything. There's, they're so racist against everyone in yeah, 1917. No, absolutely. Oh, fucking crowds everywhere. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that's not, that's, that's terrible. That's xenophobia. But, um, no, no, absolutely. Like, it, I think... Germans are a race. I reckon you'll be able to. Like, <laughs> I reckon you'll be able to easily pick it up. The master race, some might say. I Sorry. reckon. I, how long would you reckon it would take for you to acclimatize to a hundred years? Not that long. I've seen a lot of movies about people getting frozen and unfrozen, and like as a caveman, he learns. He learns how to skateboard. He learns how to pick up <laughs> Yeah, he looks cool and he, slick with his new sh- shape. And he learned how to wheeze the juice very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, he's wheezing the juice. <laughs> Sorry, juice. Oh, well, now we're getting to nineteen seventeen again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I reckon. Uh, uh, what, what was the uh, what was the other option? Was it just this? no? There was no option. It, it literally <laughs> it was. It specified it was not open a question. Rather. How far in the future would you go if you could go as far as this you wanted? Like, yeah, I think I'd, I'd be fucked up like with any amount. Of, like not being able to do it in my own lifetime is the thing that gets me. No, and, no that's why I remove that condition because people thing. go like, "Well, it's not worth giving up my entire life for this experience." I'd probably wait. Just do I go, just die? That's not a good end. end what do you mean? No, I'll you don't choose like a like. Oh, you mean like my current you mean like everyone, responsibilities? You lose everyone you know, blah 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 blah. So most people would ch- choose to stay within their own space of life. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's a bad call wherever you go. But I think because it's so bad, I would jump like a ridiculous amount of time in the future, like mm. to the point that just lizards take over everything. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. Keep in mind that you could jump so far in the future. I'm good, man. Thank you. Keep in mind that you could jump so far in the future that you would just be in a nuclear wasteland. You know, Fallout 5. Well, I'll just get some power armor and I'll be sweet. Oh, I haven't played It takes a while to get power armor, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, four, it's like I made a reference I couldn't know. You can just I'm find sorry. them everywhere. It's Ugh, bullshit. I know. They like, used to be something you earned, Rory. You used know. to have to sit there, work out the special system, be like, okay, what's the maximum amount of intelligence I can get and still have enough strength to do power armor? Oh, I just cheated and gave myself max stats. Anyway, Dude, I would where's have, the fun? Uh, it was very fun. Anyway, I would, uh, I would just like go a thousand years in the future and just like be like, I'm a time traveler. You reckon that would teach you pretty well? What if a thousand years in the future time traveling is like catching the bus? Then I'll try and travel back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, then I, you've got to... Oh, actually, no, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, that's that actually The further perfect. you go in the future, the better the, chance that you'll be able to get in a machine and just come back. Although, I would argue that we know that time travel doesn't exist or that, that they at least can't travel to this point in time because we aren't seeing people pop up all the Or time. there's time cops. I don't know if you've ever seen Jean-Claude Van Damme's yeah, seminal work in the field. Yeah, but there's also drug cops and you know that we can still get our hands on, you know... If we wanted to, well, yeah, but maybe it's like more a thing like in uh, in Star Trek, where it's like um, they they keep setting these timelines back, right? And they're like so high level that when they jump back, like we we don't know shit about it. Yeah, or, or basically, what I'm saying is, I really like Star Trek. Yeah, I feel like you're trying to sandwich it into this conversation. No, they've got like the time police people in that one. Yeah. You don't like Star Trek. You, I mean, you look like a guy that would like Star Trek. I'm a Star Wars guy. I'm I feel like if you like if you time travel back someplace, like they would make sure like, hey, you can't bring these certain things. So that if you said you're a time traveler, everyone's like, yeah, fucking whatever, mate. Yeah, like, no one would believe you. Yeah, like you'd just be a regular guy on the street, and you just time travel back. A thousand, did you say a thousand years? I don't know. I feel like even the human species would be unrecognizable in a thousand. years. I don't think years. we're going to be here in a thousand. I don't years. think we'll be completely what we would still consider to be human in a thousand years. Like we'd be. Definitely sort of mechanical or digital by then. 
I mean, yeah, God, the singularity. God, God well, that's the thing. You can see me. I'll be there because of the singularity. Yeah, I'll be like, sup, Maddie. That'd be the worst if you, if you went forward like a thousand years and everyone's just plugged into a server. Like they're not even a person; they're just a USB. That's fucking sweet. And you just no, but you'd be the only human just looking at a bunch of. Heart, you don't know how to plug in. Oh, but now you have complete power because you can just unplug motherfuckers when all you want. No one else has got bodies. <laughs> well, that was that comes back to the episode of Black Mirror that I was talking about, okay. where they it gets to the technology gets to a point where the art they you, fuck you, pigs. they make the afterlife basically. Ah, so okay. after you die, your consciousness is transferred into a thing and it just plugs into this massive server, and it's just got millions of billions of people who are dead but still living, like completely conscious, within a computer program, like a Matrix style thing. Hmm. Glenn. Joining the podcast late. Um, what w- what would be your ideal heaven? <laughs> um, yeah, true. If you could program that, yeah. If you could program your own afterlife, what would it look like? It's a digital afterlife. You believe in it while you're in it. What's what's that ideal thing that you decide before you jump in? Whoa. Yeah, oh, I can see you thinking. I can see the wheels turning. Your eyes are twinkling, mate. Yeah, you're really just throwing this on me, hey? It's yeah, fucking uh, give me, give me, speak from your heart. Look, Glenn, I'll let you think about it. For me, it'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> well, in good enough time, because I've already got mine. It'll be like a, like a sitcom, but I'm always the star. Right. Yeah, like like a Cheers kind of thing. Wait, so literally you'd live your life, but there'd be like a laugh track and lots of great things would happen all the or time. Or is there a live studio audience to everything you do? Uh, I reckon it'll be like, I wouldn't know about it, you know? But would you? So you wouldn't hear the laughs? I mean, I'd know they were there. Because <laughs> I'm always doing my classic zingers. You but know, see, that's, that's unfalse, it's unfalsifiable that that's not happening right now, then. Like, the, you don't no, know I've, that you're not in a I've sitcom. seen it sets. It's falsifiable. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's like a so bad as good kind of thing, you know? <laughs> I was the yeah, stuff, you wouldn't so. want to hear the laugh track. That would make masturbating awful. <laughs> so, Glenn. <laughs> so, um, I don't think I'd want to have, like... You know, so it's a computer simulation, right, of heaven? It is, it is but you, it, when you're in it, you don't know. Right. So you I, I, I don't think oh, I'll... Oh, okay. No, this is one thing, because I think if you know, it spoils the fun. So right. I, I don't think I'll want all the cheats on, like, some kind of god mode. Right. I think I kind of get boring. I think they made, like, a Twilight episode. Uh, uh, not Twilight, a Twilight Zone episode of, like, where a guy constantly wins. You love wins. Twilight. That's okay, uh, buddy. Where a guy constantly wins at gambling, and then he's just bored. Right. Exactly right. So I wouldn't want you that. want challenge. I would just uh, upgrade my confidence stats and just <laughs> see what my life is like. Maybe if I believed in myself a little bit more. <laughs> wow! So your life <laughs> with confidence—that's the best. That's a very no, good. I, your version of heaven is just that you like believe in yourself a little. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. yeah, I agree. I think your life in in particular would be way better but, if you. That's a very good stuff. Like, if to you be program like yeah. all the extra money and like, and you just like, oh, I'll be like a sex symbol and all this sort of shit. But if I don't have the confidence to back it up, what's the point? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I right. have women throwing themselves at me because that's what I've programmed, and I'd just be like, oh, sorry, ladies. And what but if I could program the confidence thing? I'd slay it. I actually totally agree. Yeah. Um, and you, Maddie Store, what about you? Is it a, a, a world where musical comedy is respected? <laughs> uh, I don't think even I. Than all of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't that's think, why it's fun. I don't think even I could code that. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. We need quantum computing. Um, I don't know. What would my ideal paradise look like? And I, the, 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 the Twitch, the, 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 like me believing it. That's the thing. I think there's no point. It being it's in almost it limitless at that point, then, because yeah. it's like you know. I can well, what, what 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 could that be? What what would you what would you want? Literally, I don't know. If uh, 
it's hard to like make that choice and then it know is, that I'd be delusional b- about it later. Because right. you could literally put anything in it and I'd just be like sweet about it. You know? Would you yeah. be fine with a heaven that is just heaven, like described, you know, like, you know all the books and all that stuff, where it's like all clouds and there's a gate? Well, allegedly, it's a really good time. Allegedly, but you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of fucked that there's like still lines and stuff in heaven you got to wait in. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on, guys. Speed it up. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, I would fully enjoy that. But. Yeah, I think I know. I think that that you make a good point with confidence. I think my heaven would be the the same as as my life now, roughly, um, but just with far more success involved. Right. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, that's the thing. I actually would have a very similar answer to that. Mm. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. This I don't know. Maybe sounds uh, hokey or, or saccharine or whatever. But I have never. Bef- and I've never been as happy with my life as it is until right now. Uh, that sounds pretty hokey and saccharine. <laughs> Do you mean literally <laughs> sitting down to this podcast? Or just, just just being with you guys. No, yeah. um, no. But my life in general now is the happiest it's ever been. Okay. Um, like I'm pursuing comedy. I'm getting a, I'm getting a bit of success, a little bit of progress. Um, I didn't understand what it was to love another person romantically until this relationship. Even though I've been married before and I've been mm-hmm. in long term relationships before, and I was pretty sure I was in love before. Now you I've know. Act- no, well, I mean, maybe the next one. I'm like, no, it was that one actually. But, Can I um, ask you then? Who knows? As someone who and she's wonderful. She's incredible. Uh, she fucking cooks for me all the time. She's paying for me to go to Edinburgh. It's pretty sweet. I guess I just in my version of heaven, the only thing I could improve is that I would pay. I'd pay her back the eleven grand I owe her right now. Yeah, actually, my version of heaven. <laughs> that would be it. My version of heaven. I would have Jez's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's her version of heaven Good as well. Point. <laughs> she, man, she misses you. She's, she's asking. She's asking after you, but yeah, I know she is. <laughs> All right, here, here's uh, here's another one of mine, and we can cut this out if it turns out to be just misogynistic and terrible. Oh, just so you know, apart from that, uh, apart from the thing I have to cut out because it's a bunch of people just fucking fawning over you. Right, we don't edit it. Oh, really? Yeah, so be misogynistic. Go. Oh, I, well, no, very few people listen to this Okay, podcast. no, you know what? It's not misogynistic because you could ask this same question of women. I just okay. think it would have a very different result. Would you rather hate women forever <laughs> or kill women? Packed or racist? We'll have a side note. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Yeah. It's marry, fuck, kill, but in this universe, marrying and fucking are also still killing. <laughs> you have to decide. It's just marry, kill, but you can't get gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's Clem's heaven. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my heaven oh, is the same, but with no gay marriage. Yeah. Uh, no edits. No uh, edits. Uh, I feel like we're already in heaven right now. Oh. Yeah. Australia. This is the lucky country. Wow. All right, here goes the question, right? Yep. So you're at a party. Yep. All right, you're doing well with a very hot woman. Okay. She takes it to the bedroom. It's going to happen. Then she goes, hey, I've got a friend out there mm-hmm. who's keen to join in. Right. Obviously, most men, some men would be like, prefer the one-on-one. They're rare. Most men would be like, I'm open to this. Mm-hmm. She goes, gets the second woman. That woman says, hey, I've actually got a friend <laughs> who wants to come in and go. And you now okay. have now the option of three women. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yep. So you, you, most men would say, okay, let's do that. All right. Third woman comes in. This continues forever <laughs> until you say, okay, this is enough. Right. Let's get on with it. Right. What is your number? Mine, I'll start with mine. I think mine is three. Is, is four. Mine is definitively four. Four. Because any more than that, 
And I think it would just feel like there was too much attention on me and the whole thing would be uncomfortable. Wait, so Mike, I've got a question though. Yes. So all these girls that are being brought in, mm-hmm. they were all, what, 100% no, 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 heterosexual? Okay, brought in makes it sound very hairy. They're coming <laughs> in of their own volition. Yeah, that are choosing to join the party. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, what but a fucking weird party that everyone's friends wants to have sex with you. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, well, that's, that's my question. Um, are they 100% heterosexual got no interest in each other? Or they're like, let's make this a real thing. Oh, that's a very good question. Because that changes the number for sure. All right. Well, let's go. I'm, I'm let's go. An orgy. Okay, no, let's go. No, because the way I'm imagining it is, is, is no, this is, a, this is, you know, I just said it wasn't, but it is kind of a harem situation. Right. These are all straight women who are into the idea of, as a collective... Having you. sex with you, yeah, but sure, like I guess you know they'd kiss each other on the side, and you know whatever you <laughs> want under instruction. Okay, sure, <laughs> you know we just discussed what heaven was. And what's your Let's number? Not backtrack. Your number's four. You feel like my number's service four. Four. I'm sure Ben Mulvey's been on this podcast before. He has. Right? He's, his number, if I recall, was uh, seven, which I found that it was a seven. weird unit. Cameron McLaren, uh, infinite. Is a, is a per- <laughs> yes. Cameron said that there he would keep going for as long as he possibly could. Even though I said, Cameron, at some point, you're not like going to be able to see the amount of women that sure. are in the room. You, they, the amount of women that are, are doing things actively to you will block your view yeah, of the rest Cameron, of the women. Yeah, but Cameron, these are all potential fans. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Cameron's, Cameron's in networking like, yeah, mode. They're going to come to my show yeah. as well, right? I feel like if it was infinite, that's just asking for death, because then like... There's so many women in the room, it's going to, like, crush you to death. But no, but that's the thing. Most, <laughs> <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah, dying of a bunch of women who will... I was just going to fucking you. hang myself in my bedroom. If I'm going to get crushed by hundreds of beautiful <laughs> naked women, fuck yes. This arrangement oh, is far more pleasurable. <laughs> but I, that's the thing. Most is that You should put a stop to it at some point. I would only take two. You would take two? Two. Okay, so, okay, why does going to three... Because the thing Here's is... The thing. At, it's like that sort of, uh, like, what do you call that? Like, terminal, like at some point... Adding one more woman doesn't make the situation any more appealing. So what from two to three so, yeah. makes it not... So I don't know how common this is. I think it's probably fairly common, um, is that when I'm having sex with someone, I want them to have a better time than I'm having. And there's a power trip in that. It's not all just like like, like uh, altruistic or whatever. Um, I want to make sure I'm doing a good job. I want them to have a great time. And them having a great time makes me have a great time. I also want to come. That's fine. Right. You're insecure. Um, Jess, you're the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty insecure. But um, no, like I, I really enjoy getting someone off, and I think if there were more than Should two, be a lawyer. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Thank you, Rory. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I think if there were more than two people there, it's like, all right, well, I can't, I can't probably service them. Like, if it's three people, I'm like, I've only got two hands. And I'm not going to be able to like like get the right momentum going with my dick as well, mm. and that's not going to work out. Right. But two, it's like ah, I can juggle that pretty well. So you feel like if there was a third girl present, you would be so uh, caught up in I'd the fact w- that you could not satisfy. I'd be wanting them all, all the to have a really good time, and I don't think I could get three of them to have a better time than I was having. Right at that time, and right. then I would feel selfish. And I would feel like, well, this is not a good situation. So now. it's like the difference between ordering between like a medium and a large like food meal. Dude, I can fucking eat. Like, oh, it's extra large, I guess. Well, apparently like, not. If you can't handle three women. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for me, so you're for me, two. Yeah, two. I'll lock it in, Eddie. All right, I'm going in. I'm going for four. Dun, dun. Jess has got two. All right. See, I, I would. So this is still the 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 heaven simulation, is it? No, this no, is no. A no. Whole separate. This thing. is a whole different. Thing. I, I'd like to go back in time and replace uh, the spot of Genghis, <laughs> of Genghis Khan. <laughs> 
Oh, Genghis, yeah, because just do that. Because that motherfucker, like everybody that has to. Uh, yeah, like, but that's that's rape, Glenn. <laughs> that's oh, a, yeah, but Glenn. All these women are friends. And also, Matt, this is Glenn's heaven. So come on, let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, you're coding he's, it. He's I mean, just always all, wanted to rape. If, if it's a digital heaven, anyway, they're all ones and zeros anyway. I mean, I mean, they're going to be zeros when Glenn's done with them. <laughs> Oh, wow. Ones and zeros. Oh, I'm really that's happy with that. I can tell. Can't aim any higher than one or zero. <laughs> Your idea of heaven is to be the great Mongolian conqueror of the 12th century. Do you reckon he fucked Look, horses? I thought it was going to be funny. Do you reckon he fucked horses too? Why because would they, he? No, because they had horses everywhere. They, like, they, they love their horses. They, they have great relationships Not with like their that, horses. Not like that, they don't. No, but this is my point. This guy is so full of testosterone that he fucked so many people that now his genetics uh, are everywhere. I like your, I like Occasionally, he's going like, to fuck a horse. I like how you jump from like, does he fuck women to does he fuck horses? Until like, does he fuck men? Like, there was no in between. It was just, yeah, dude, he's getting his card. He's not gonna women fuck women to horses. Is that? <laughs> wow. I reckon he did. I reckon he fucked horses. You're I'm going say, on the record. You're gonna say he fucked horses. I'm gonna lock that one in. I feel like it in, I didn't know enough about this hoster- this historical figure before I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, you immediately were like, man, if I could ride across the continent of Asia and Europe killing and raping, that'd be I, my All heaven. I know is also the, a lot of people. Also, the point that you pulled back was not the point that you learned he raped everybody. You were like, yeah. oh, horses. You're oh. Really nice. you yeah, rape I'm on board for. You doubled down after the rape. I didn't know it was rape. I thought it was more like... Like I, I don't know. He's just such a cool like, dude. You're it's married like, to someone. You're like, this is the greatest honor for you to be pleasuring right. the king or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'd be like, Woohoo! Do you uh, think there yeah, was? Right. No, I, that's this is a terrible line then. of conversation. All right. Well, I didn't know. No, 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 not you. But <laughs> it was more what I was about to say. Is that? Do you think? This is all, yeah no the, uh, I'm, I'm I going think the horses insane. were into it yeah yeah no do you think there was ever a sense. Because apparently when they uh, like conquered a town or whatever, they would literally have sort of a beauty pageant with the women. Is that true? Yes, ab- allegedly. Why do you know so oh, much yes, about... Oh, yes, you. I, I, I was a child I, model. Yeah, I was a child <laughs> model. Okay, I, uh, let's, they, uh, let's move I, on. We've all been there. I'm into history and I had a Genghis Khan fan. And they used to have right. a, a, a beauty pageant sort of for the women. Uh, and they would sort of vote and the, the most beautiful woman would go to Genghis Khan. And they'd, they'd be like putting mud on their face and stuff like, oh, I don't want to be selected. So I feel like... You know, that would there be even a small element of flattery to it? I think so. I mean, like, the dude is... I mean, at the, end of, the, at the end of the day, he has killed your husband and every male you know. So you, and But you, now you've been chosen as the most beautiful woman in the village. I mean, you got blue walls at that point. There's no dudes huh. around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I mean, I, look, I just thought I'd put it out Here's there. Here's my question. I regret bringing this up. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Do you think Genghis Khan was good at sex? I honestly don't know him. I, I, don't think I mean, none of us know him. Just, no, I just know he plowed a lot. And I was like, <laughs> hey, this would, be, this would be a funny thing to throw out. And then it's like, when oh, he raped all these people. people and he killed them. famous dead oh, but not like, oh, did you know him? <laughs> no, but like, I, hey, you're not, you're not Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Batman. Like, no, I like thought I knew friends? enough about this guy to throw it out and it'd be a funny joke. It wasn't. <laughs> it, took a, it took a really dark turn immediately. And I'd like to just withdraw. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you know? I think I <laughs> think there's a lot of about... in yourself. This wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Um, should we change the subject? No way. I, I, Actually, I, I want to be uh, like Joseph Fritz. There's an outstanding citizen. I would also Ooh. be two people because uh, same as Jazz. But also, I just feel I feel like it would be like weird having people fuck around me. 
But they're not fucking. Mm. They're just waiting to fuck you. Apparently, that's also very weird. Having like a line, like a fucking like a yeah. Line. That's like, you don't feel rushed. No, but you can't. Obviously, they they find another occupation. They're not just going to sit gonna there play and Yahtzee. Wait, twiddle their thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> or you guys play Monopoly. I'll be done with fucking in a minute. I'm yeah, I feel like it. Even, I feel like whoever whoever gets the first hotel is next in line. I feel like it's even weird if they're playing fucking fumbles to decide who goes next. You know, like. I want, you know, I just, I'm fine, there's two people, I think it's all I can handle, my Uber's on the way. Alright, uh, before you go, yeah, I want to talk to you a little bit about Simon Taylor. Simon Taylor. Yeah. Ah. We all know who Simon Taylor is here. I don't. You're going to have to film me He's in. a very, uh, very popular, successful comedian in Australia, does a lot of oh, writing. Oh, shit! Uh, does a lot of writing oh, uh, on shows, go. wrote for Sean McAuliffe, um, yeah. Glenn knows him. Um, okay. Gave me a, gave me a Rick and Morty comic book once, and I still tre- I still treasure it. He oh. said, "Give it to everyone in Perth comedy." I said, "Nope," and I put it away. Wow. Um, but um, Rory had an opportunity to play D and D that was DM'd by Simon Taylor wow. in Melbourne, where I, in my head, like I, I set him up with it, and in my head, it was going to be like, "Okay, Rory's going to impress Simon Taylor so much playing D and D with him that Rory's going to like become a writer for Simon Taylor, right. and this you would gonna ride be... his coattails to the top." Absolutely, oh, I mean, exactly. This is about you at the end of the day, dude. What you am I doing just this do for? for? I'm in comedy, right. yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, in my in my imagination, like this was going to be Rory's like ticket to the top because he's so funny, right? But on stage, like he kind of frees up. But then, like in conversation on the podcast, like playing D and D, he's great. <laughs> and anyway, so I, ho- I hooked this up for Rory. And what did you do, Rory? Uh, I signed up. He was like, oh, definitely. You'll be on. And he even put me in a message and all that stuff. Like, hey, these guys are on. Rory, some other smarts. Who gives a fuck? Uh, and then I found out afterwards, it's the day after I leave Melbourne. Oh. So I had to be like, hey, And sorry. I say that he should have changed his flight for the opportunity. And How I much say, would that have cost you? I don't, I don't know. I didn't look at it. I said uh, no because my girlfriend would kill herself if, uh, if I didn't get back home quick enough. And I said, I guess that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really sad about it. Hey, Jez, uh, if I did that, I'd be in the singularity because I'm single because she's dead. Oh. Wow. That was my, that was my Maybe it's a good joke. thing you went hanging out with Simon Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sad, but I, 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 like, have you had opportunities that you've, uh, that you've almost had, you've almost grasped that you're like, oh, fuck, that would have, that could have yeah. led somewhere. I have this weird thing of, uh, in my personality where I hate opportunities because what? Why? I, I don't know. Are I'm you afraid just, you'll fail at them? Yeah, yeah, sort right. of thing where it's like, um, Glenn's like that with any spots. <laughs> sometimes I feel like that as well Like sometimes like, I, I come in and, 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 and To an opportunity And it's like Okay now I have to do this Like I have to take This opportunity Like it's a thing I feel like I'm being forced To do it I have to do well Right and the pressure's on I don't know but It's probably something Just wrong with me But then like When the opportunity fa- When something out of my control Removes the opportunity It's like a relief Right It's like oh sweet Like I don't I, You know It's not It's not my fault You know I, I can just not do this Did you, Do you want to have an example You'd be willing to share Or no Oh, I'd I'd say generally when uh, like there there was a couple of times when I was in Melbourne International Comedy Festival mm-hmm. for raw comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, I I didn't really know what I was doing. I'd just been sort of yeah. You were a church boy. Yeah, I was a church yeah. boy that uh, suddenly you know had a, a a decent five that somehow got me in, into places where you know people wanted me to do ten and I didn't have ten. Right. And, uh, but, but yeah, no, I was meeting comedians and stuff and all that through just like being in Melbourne and the whole time I, I was, uh, more relieved when I, like I couldn't do a gig or it didn't work out or something because right. I, uh, would just prefer not to have the opportunity 
No, I don't. I don't I like do get, cheating. I on get that if I think but... like the gig might be shit. Like if yeah. or if there's someone there that I want to impress. Right. I I I would say probably say three out of every ten gigs. Like I'm standing there before I go on. and I'm like, fuck. I wish I wasn't going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but Almost then, always it's fine. Mm. But it's like, it is it is that fear of failure where you just yeah. like, I don't want to fuck this up and maybe fuck it up in front yeah. of somebody. And I think it's an okay it's an okay thing to have as long as you're aware that you have it. And yeah. I can go, I, I can feel my feeling of just like, I kind of don't want this opportunity to exist. Because that's what kind of, it, it's not that I want to sh- like the opportunity to fail or anything. Right. I just don't want the opportunity to exist because then I won't be, have to do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm generally, as long as I'm aware of that and can be like, no, Matt. That's not how success works. Be a man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah then, I, then I completely right. understand that. It's like there's, there's been a few times where I've been, I've been uh, messaged like, oh, hey, we need you to do like a 10 minute spot or some shit at, mm. at some gig. And I've just looked at the message and been like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not ready for this and then be like yeah. no like, you, you have to say yes because you can't start weaseling your way right? out of it because then it's like oh no I can't do this sort of thing mm-hmm. and so then you end up doing it and it's not as bad as you think like yeah. you end up sort of maybe pushing through it mm. and then you learn from it but when you when you get that opportunity you're kind of like fuck what, what do I do How exactly do I'm not ready for this you've got to capitalize but then on you it. are ready for it you know you just you'll just um, rise to it I guess or do the best you can mm. and get get ready it's, uh, it's not it, funny but it happens, it no, happens no. on big levels happens on small levels even like uh, like I um, was I don't like flyering for myself obviously I don't think any comedian likes flying for I themselves. like flying for other people oh I like yeah, flying for other I like people. the comic and I like it's fun because I get to like really build them up and say all the things yeah. I really believe about them but it's like I don't want to tell strangers I'm good I've never had to do that but I, what I enjoyed was the first time I enjoyed flying was Last Fringe when I was doing a Star Wars mega because you were dressed as, as Leia yeah dressed as Leia promoting Star Wars yeah. 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 they, were, they saying, were really nice looking flyers though yeah, yeah, no. Glenn Grimwood lays the, gra- uh, the, the the graphic designer behind the Star Wars. It had episode. to be because I've never heard him say a nice thing about anyone else's designs. They were great fires. <laughs> they were good fires. Um, but yeah, like that was so much easier to be like, you like Star Wars, other than yeah. you like me. Sure. <laughs> so you know, take this this flyer or you'll personally insult me. It was just like you're a Star Wars fan. You're into Star Wars. It was so much easier to fly for that thing. Do I feel like I would be able to fly for other people much easier? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like like advertising for a showcase compared to advertising for a solo show. Yeah, sure. Where it's yeah. like this. Hey, man, I'm this selling thing me. Is, this thing's separate. Than and then me they're like, "Oh, good is this a good versus... show?" And you're like, "Well," and you you've got that immediate like, "Oh, it's going to be all right." But you've got to be like, "No, it's going to be great." And then it's Absolutely. like, "Oh, fuck!" Now I've got to deliver. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, because yeah. I was flying for uh, for Bart Freeman, like very funny comic, um, in uh, in Melbourne for a few days, and um, like because it wasn't me, and also because like I look up to Bart as a comic. Um, I got to have so much fun with it. Like, I, I, I came up with, like, a whole bit. Like, I wrote a bit yeah. to do to people on the street. And people were having such a great time with me flyering some mm. show that I had people, like, like asking to like my fan page and being sad I wasn't doing a show in the festival. Right. Like, just from flyering. But mm. I've never, ever done that kind of thing for my own show. Right. Dude, what? if you want, you can flyer for me. And get people. To I need to look up to them, well. though. So it's the whole oh, thing, okay. you know. It just sounds like you were saying that you like flying for other people to market your own show, and I was like, "Well, win, win, oh, no. mate. Oh, I get see out on saying. the streets." Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no. It's, I mean, it's the first time that's ever happened. It's, it's, I think it's just because I was having such a good time doing it right. uh, that I've had people be like, "Oh, w- what are you doing? Can mm. I like your fan page?" Like it was a big moment where I was like, "Oh shit, I guess yeah. I'm really good at flying or whatever." But 
Uh, but also, it's just there's a freedom to it because you're not invested. Yeah. Well, it felt like when I did it as well because I dressed up as because you're in a character. Flying, yeah, yeah, and it felt like a form of performance, and I hadn't seen it like yeah. that before, where I was actually coming out with bits and using them again and again. Exactly. Like at the entrance of the Fringe Hub, there was this chick just on a box, like literally where the security guys were saying just doing contortionism. Right. Uh, she wasn't even. I, I think she was just doing it. Like I don't even think she was performing. And uh, as people were coming through, I'd be like, "Oh, so I want to come and show us. I can't, I can't do that." But I, you know, it's always as impressive. And, you know, people get a check, and I just was like, "Oh, that's kind of a bit." So yeah. I'd like say it to like all the groups that came through. Absolutely, and say the same thing. Like, can't do that. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, I, I started like developing a repertoire of like three or four bits that I'd use in in uh, succession. Like when, when pe- people came came past on dates, and I'd be like, "Star Wars, Matt." Like to the, I'd be like, "Star Wars, Star Wars," and he'd be like, "Oh no," because this was Valentine's Day at the right. time. And I'd be like, "Don't worry, mate. It won't ruin your date if you admit it." Come on, I'd follow them and right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, yeah. It became it was the first time I'd seen it as sort of like doing a set in a way. Yeah, I, like that's, a, that's exactly yeah. how I treated it at, at Mickiff, like where. I sort of I, I spent a bit of time sort of casing where all the flyers were at, mm. and I realized that people felt really accosted like around town hall because yeah. it's like there's so many flyers there. Oh, totally. And, I mean, and you've been in that situation. Oh, I, of course, been, right. Well, that's why it's hard to to fly because you have been that person that's just trying to look at the ground or your phone to but avoid. But that's where I came with my angle, which is that um, what I would do is I would walk. I would say, "Listen, you'll not be bothered by all these flyers in the gauntlet." So what I'll do is I'll just walk with you, and then you won't have to talk to any of them. And then if they have a little chuckle at that, and they usually would, then yeah. I'll go to the next level of the patter, and then I'll go to the oh. next level. And, never, and as, at each level, if I get a laugh, then I continue, and then eventually I get to the show as I'm walking with them, and it's like the fourth step on. Right. And if at any level they look mad, I'm like, have a great, have a great night. Yeah, and so I felt, I felt like real clever, but also like I, I ended, up like, ended up after I did that for like two hours of a night, I didn't want to perform though, because I was burnt out. Like, I was burnt wow. out from pretending to be a social person, which is what I do on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm introvert. already used I'm up introvert. all that fake jazz energy. Exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah you, it's hard to be a fake person when <coughs> you've got to be fake all the time, you know? Hey, you know better than me, buddy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's got really weirdly combative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I think we should tr- try and wrap this up, but uh, okay. ide- ideally we uh, try to finish on something uh, fun. So, sure. have you got any funny stories about anything? Um, have I got hey, funny stories about anything? I have this thing. I don't know if this is leading anywhere. Let's try. Yeah. Um, I have this fear. You know when you're falling asleep, right? Yes. And when you f- just before you fall asleep, you, s- you sometimes have like sort of crazy ideas that you're like, oh, that's kind of a genius thing. Mm. I have had this fear for 10, 15 years now that there is a moment or a series of, there's a period of time before I fall unconscious, but after I've stopped like being able to get up, where I'm coming up with my best ideas ever, right. and then I forget every night. Oh. Have you ever had crazy fucking ideas that you like wrote down or whatever in the middle of the night that you're like, oh, that's fucking genius, and you look at the next day and you're like, yeah, that's yeah. gibberish? No, I have, that, I have that debate with myself often. Uh, it's like a similar thing, almost the opposite, mm. where I'll think of a great idea right before I'm going to bed, and I'm mm. like, oh, that's so good. And then I'm like, you should roll over, get your phone and write that down. Mm. And then I go, Matt, that's so good. You'll remember it in the morning. You never do. I, 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 no, I always end up giving, like psyching myself out and rolling mm. over and writing it down. So I haven't ever, it's the thing, but that's the scary thing is the same sort of thing is that every time I go and write it down, I'm like, oh, good thing I wrote it down. Now I won't forget it. But I'm like, I wonder how many jokes I've told myself, Matt, that's so good. You remember that in the morning. 
and have it written it down. And that reminds me of who was it? I think it was there was a scientist. I think it was Isaac Newton who was obsessed with the same thing right. that you just said. And he would go to sleep in his bed deliberately with uh, like metal ball bearings in his hands. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, of that. Yeah, you've heard of this. Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think it was Isaac Newton, but for some reason that, yeah. Isaac Newton's in my head. And so he would fall asleep. And of course, as he'd fall asleep, his hand would go limp and he'd drop the balls and they'd hit the ground and he'd wake up because uh, he believed that he'd have his best ideas in that moment. Huh. So he'd wake himself up and go, oh, what was I thinking about? It was a similar sort of ilk as that. Uh, so maybe that's something you want to try, mate. Yeah, you're in Get a some state balls of mind where you're just uh, yeah, I'm always holding balls when oh, I go yeah. to sleep. Mm. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've been interested with experimenting with that. I haven't actually done it, but I was like, it sounds so fucking cool. Like, where you, you're just in that state of mind where it's just like all your filters are gone, yeah. but you're also kind of fucked. Yeah. I think, yeah, you, you start of, making connections. Oh, man, yeah, that's, that's really That's like that thing that uh, we were uh, reading about eight, like a couple of years ago about how if you have like something like a drink and a half or like, or like two, just under yeah. two drinks, uh, like they statistically identify that this is like your, your peak creativity. And it essentially, like, it breaks down the barriers between the different parts of your brain just enough that you start making connections between thoughts that you wouldn't necessarily yeah, make like, connections between. They actually between. brought out a beer. I don't know what it was called or whatever for the podcast. Oh, yeah, and it, it had, like, a weight. And it's got, like, on the side of it, like, a, a gauge based on your weight, and you drink up to that line, and you're you? just drunk enough to be creative, but not too drunk to be fucked. Wow. And it gets, yeah, to get... Based on your body weight, man, I'm just so enough. interested yeah. in that. It's uh, fucking, it's really cool. I'm all about it. manipulating my own brain to be creative. It's yeah. very yeah. difficult to do. It's very difficult. It was yeah. After reading that article, I was like, oh, that really does justify me having exactly two drinks every night. Yeah, <laughs> every um, single night I do comedy. Out my problem just before is a I get good on stage. Feature. Yeah, this is great. Because if I write when I'm, because I, I used to write and draw when I was held like really tired like mm. uh, after school or whatever like when this is another school night, I'd be up at night drawing my own comics and drawing pictures and shit when I was absolutely fucked because I loved it mm. and I'd draw do all this shit and it's just like you know being hell tired also is a thing of like breaking that that where you're just like so tired you stop giving a fuck yeah, yeah. and you'll just laugh at all this random shit because you're, you're just fucking gone mm. and then the next day you look at it you're like what the fuck was that <laughs> like, that's not funny yeah so I don't know maybe it is funny <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I don't think we're going to end on a joke. Uh, you got a joke, man? Yeah. Uh, like, do you want to look through my notes and find something funny? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. That'd be All good, right. man. I'll just, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just keep reading until we get somewhere. How How drunk, tired are you? <laughs> like, right now? You want to wait? You want to give us some ball bearings and just wait until he can do uh, some gold? <laughs> mate, you couldn't bear my balls. Oh, I went in there. Gung-ho yeah, and it came out. Right. It came out Oh man, Glenn was very taken aback by learning the true history of Genghis Khan. Oh, that is like when we recorded this, just watching that realization in his eyes of, oh my god, what am I getting painted? What kind of corner am I getting uh, painted into? It's a rape corner, Glenn. It's it's a rapist's corner. Um, but uh, thank you for everyone who uh, thank you for for listening to the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna put links to uh, Christ's special. Uh, and, uh, a couple of things like, I'm going to put it like, uh, the, I, I'm not sure if we actually talked about it in the section that we put out, but Matt Stora, 
uh, sort of uh, uh, recorded uh, this uh, this song to promote Bike Week in Perth or whatever, uh, and I'll put a link to that. And uh, again, I'm not even sure if this is in the section that we put out, but uh, but we talked about um, this uh, this this creativity uh, beer at one point. Um, let's have a look. Is in my notes. Oh no, that didn't come out. So fuck it. I'm not going to put that there. Fuck you guys. Google creativity beer if you want it. And that's probably not even its real name. So uh, you're fucked, bros uh, and ladies. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 30, Infinity Orgy, signing off. Mountain